Fettern. And this is Joel Hospital. And this is Only Notebook. Joel. Yeah. Who are we interviewing? We got Morgan Rothrock. Uh, we're going to interview him. We're going to interview Shannon DeLong and Daniel Walker uh, with a special appearance by Pierce. I think he actually shows up in the middle of the conversation, uh, which is their little boy who uh, is pretty cute and he wears he wears his noise reduction headphones sometimes uh, and it's pretty awesome. So we're going to interview that and we're going to talk about some upcoming events that are going on too. Great. So you want to tell us more about Morgan? Okay. So Morgan Rothrock uh, is a, a human friend of mine that I've known for a Wait, long time. he's a human? Yes, he is in fact a human. Um, Do you have proof? Uh, you know, I'm, I've, I think I've known him since he was like nine. So, you know, I've seen him. There was a gap where I lost some contact with him. So he may have been switched out. I don't know. But I'm thinking he's a human. Okay, so we're assuming he's human. Still, uh, I'm assuming okay. he is still human. All yeah. Right. So I'm going to be uh, we got hooked up with him finally uh, at the brew house in Shelton, was uh, where I'd first seen him again. Uh, beautiful voice, uh, good strong guitar player. Um, he plays covers and he does a, a really great job of, of turning the song uh, kind of inside out and making putting his own spin on it. Um, his mom is, is a good friend of mine, uh, Molly Casey and his, and his dad, uh, Ray Rothrock, actually the whole family. Uh, I really, I really like the whole family. They're, they're great people. And, uh, I was really happy to get a chance to interview him and happy to record some of his music because, uh, I keep missing, like I'll show up to a place where he is and I'm, I'm not recording that night or whatever. So, uh, we actually timed it pretty nice. It was really a, it was a great, uh, great opportunity to get a hold of him. And you said this was at the Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. Because I tuned out a little bit there, sorry. Oh, that's okay, yeah. No, that's all right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it was at the Robin Hood uh, where I recorded this, uh, these interviews and the uh, the sound. Um, Some of the other sound on on this episode may be coming from the Oli Underground also. But with Morgan, uh, this is all taken at the Robin Hood, uh, which is, again, a a great venue uh, on on Hood Canal there in Little Oli Union. Um, and they're letting you guys play outside now. They've got a different setup in the summer. Yeah, in the summertime, they, we we go outside and we play kind of by uh, by the water there in the woods, and it's kind of cool. It's it's a very uh, it's almost a surreal feeling playing out there. It's it's very intimate still, but <clears throat> it kind of changes up the atmosphere a little bit to be out be out in the woods and stuff, which is pretty cool. It's 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 a really neat venue. It's a good venue. So this was recorded outside then? Yeah, this was recorded outside. Right. I was hiding in the bushes. I have a lot of practice with that. You know, my years as a stalker. Uh, it really comes in handy when you're, you're trying to get uh, closer to the stage and stuff. And you don't want to draw a lot of attention to yourself. Um, so I don't wear a lot of, like, you know, flashing stuff. Like, like I don't put on, like, blinkers and things like that or a hat with a siren on it. Are there people that actually do that? Um, I, my imaginary I mean, besides friends. Besides clowns. Oh, now, come on now. I don't want to go clowns. You know how I feel about clowns. My God. Oh, my God. You're you're offending a clown that's listening to this right now. If there are any clowns listening to this, that is so... That's kind of cool, but it also looks pretty creepy. Isn't it creepy? What if they're hiding in the bushes for you? They are, aren't they? God, clowns. All right, so why don't we listen to Morgan while you uh, contemplate clowns? Okay. This is Morgan Clown Rock, Rothrock. Morgan Clown Clown.
apartment in the city. Me and Loretta like living there. It's been years since kids have grown. Life of their own left us alone. John and Linda living on the hall. Joe somewhere on the road. We lost days in the Korean War. Still don't know what for. Don't matter anymore. Know that old trees just grow stronger. No river grow out of every day. Old people just grow lonesome. Waiting for someone to say hello in the Alright, so we're at the Robin Hood here with Morgan Rothrock, who's a good friend of mine. I've known him for, I don't know, was it 70, 80 years now? About 80, 80 years. And um, he he's a phenomenal guitar player and fantastic voice and uh, this is his first time playing out here at Robin Hood. Uh, we've known him from a, a lot of different shows, and uh, he's, a, he's a tricky one to track down, so we're trying to take advantage of the situation while we can. So uh, how long have you been playing, Morgan? Um, you know, I've owned the guitar uh, since I was probably about 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that. It was <laughs> mostly just a possession for a really long time. Uh, and actually, you know, really, to still this day, I'm mostly a cowboy chord kind of guy, but uh, I don't know. a few, <laughs> few years ago, probably about six or seven years ago now, I, for whatever reasons, just sort of turned a little bit of a corner internally or in my life or whatever, and I went out and um, I was at a guitar shop and I came across a guitar that I really, really liked, and it played differently, easier, better, it just sort of clicked for me. And I really picked it up a lot. And then I went from just having a guitar and I pulled out every two months or something like that to something I play multiple times a week. And that was a big that was a big change for me as far as my relationship with my guitars and music and stuff like that. And it was I wasn't too long after that that I started, you know, checking out open mics and and and, and being a part of, of playing live for people as opposed to just you know, in the bedroom or the basement right. or wherever else. I know that the first time um, I saw you play, it was, it was a surprise for me, too, because I've known you since, I don't know how old were you were when we first met, um, 10, maybe? I mean, <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, it had to be in the early 90s. Yep. Yeah, no, it, it would have been, you know, around, yeah, probably around 12, um, 11, 12, probably something like that. And then I got to hear you sing. Uh, it was the first time I really heard you get into it was at uh, 
is at a place called the, the Brew, the Gro- Grove Street Brew House, yeah. and which is sadly really not going anymore. Which, as of right now, it is not going anymore. Yeah, we're hoping it jump starts again because it was a killer venue. But yeah. it's like it's got a pacemaker. Yes, it goes down for a little <laughs> while and it comes back up for a bit, and then it goes down for a while. That's what just... it is. That's exactly what it is. Uh, so I mean, I've known your mom for for a long time. I've probably known you about as long as I've known your mom, um, and then. Uh, it was just she's one of these ladies who I've talked about her before on the podcast. Um, she's someone that uh, was really influential in me artistically, as far as continuing to keep me on the path. In fact, your mom and dad came to one of my early shows at a place called It's in the Bag. It was uh, a little business that opened in Shelton, and they decided to have me as a featured artist. And it was the the flyer that we had all over town said "Teen Night Out, no do, no adults allowed," that kind of thing. <laughs> totally a bad idea when you're trying to you know make some money off this. But your mom and dad gave me five bucks, which at the time was a big deal. You know, um, I probably bought a pack of cigarettes with it. But you know, <laughs> the thing is, it's not your fault, Molly. I swear. Um, but your mom was one of those people that keeps keeps that going. Uh, would you say that that your mom and dad kind of maybe helped propel you artistically, or? Was it a hands-on being a hands-off situation? No, it, yeah. It was always a hands-off situation. So I am, I, I don't know about everybody, but it's certainly there's there's that thing a lot of times where you end up sort of being diametrically opposite of, of sometimes of your parents. So mm-hmm. my mom is definitely an artist to the core, um, very free-flowing, and, and everything goes and everything's fine. Whereas I have always been I'm super rigid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm very logical, and things have to be in a straight line, and and, and that really doesn't jive with art. And so, yeah. you know, art for me a lot of times is not calming; it's frustrating because I have, you know, I will get very clear visions in my head about what I want, and if I can't achieve that, then I'm not; it's not doing well for me. Whereas, what she's trying to achieve will actually change through the course, like any artist, while she's doing something. She's perfectly fine if she ends up someplace different. Yeah. By the time she's done, if she ends up someplace completely different than when she started, she's fine because she's all about the journey and that was yeah. all the reward and everything for it. For me, that was always like, no, I, this is what I set up to do. Yeah. If I can't get there, See, I'm closer I'm, to you on this. <laughs> I'm not happy. But the thing was is that you know, the, I guess where any of that stuff is is that it was all what I was always raised in was an environment where. I'm free to do that kind of stuff. If that's if you don't if your art isn't functioning for you, then I'm not going to keep putting pencils and paper in front of you. If if, right. if clay frustrates you, then I'm not going to put clay in front of you. You're going to get Legos, right? Because I like Legos. Look, it's straight. They snap in. There's only so many. Vi- and they're you know? pretty. They're colorful. <laughs> they're colorful and they're pretty, but they're logical. They don't have an illogical yeah. bone in their entire body, right? Yeah. And so. That Lego Bones. That's a good name for a band. <laughs> it is a really good name for a band. Lego Bones. Those worked well for me. And so the thing was, and that's my you know, my entire life, is about the only thing that was ever sort of really impressed on me was just to make sure that I questioned things. Question yeah. authority, question what, you know, question rationales, question that kind of stuff. That's about the only thing that I, I wasn't necessarily allowed to, I don't know, I guess you might say ignore. That was the thing. It was sort of like, you can do this, you can be this, but this, but... Do not go to anything blindly. Just question. Question everything. And so, and I guess that's, it's one of those things where, for me especially, it was, that worked. And that worked, and that worked, and then I just hit a place in a period where, you know, being more expressive and really spending more time with the guitar and stuff like that, that at that moment, then, and now, that works for me. How do you... More. 
how do you decide before you go up what songs you want to do? Do you get a feel before you hit the stage, or how does that work? Well, seeing as how all I do are covers pretty much at this point because I'm still having issues with the rigidity and actually being able to create my that own stuff. That makes sense. Um, the covers are oftentimes it depends on my comfort level with it and what time of night it is and where I'm at and you know so it's um, well, you have like a you have like a, a book or something you work yeah. off of so you, you got that feel you can kind of like maybe feel it before you get up there and right so, so that's what, cool well yeah so you know tonight I try to go for some stuff that I've, I've played recently and stuff like that because I've never played here tonight and it's always for me it's not doing this a lot when you get up somewhere new and the new sound system and the new everything you sounded great by the way yeah. everyone could hear you and we're singing along with uh, people sang along with uh, um, yeah I did not feel like I was sounding you. great and some of that's my own. I think I, uh, I realize now that I, because I haven't played in any open mics for, for a little while, all I've been hearing is, is through my amp at home, yeah. which, has a, which I usually run with a, a little plate on my vocal, a little plate effect. What are you using? What can I amp? Uh, it's a Acoustasonic okay. Junior, a little Fender, well, not a little, but a Acoustasonic you, Fender Junior. You run the mic and the guitar through it? Yeah, yeah. It's cool. a dual head PA and, nice. you know, acoustic PA. It's a... Uh, the salesman uh, upsold me when I bought my guitar, um, and rightly so. I'm pretty darn happy with it. And I like Fishman. I've been using a Fishman one uh, in yeah. Aberdeen, which is same same kind of setup. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, I would be able to do what we did tonight, just running clean through that. Yeah, and it produces yeah. enough nice audio and everything. So that that part of it's, it functions there. It gets you know, I'd have to throw a mixer in to get more than that. But if you're just talking one acoustic guitar and one microphone that amp basically does everything you need unfortunately it has a little bit of plate on it and and probably like many slightly insecure vocalists you know just adding a little dirt over the top of yeah. it just makes you feel a little more comfortable it's sure. like oh and so tonight i realized like if i get up in a place where i haven't been before and i'm just hearing a clean vocal it just it was immediately unnerving i'm just yeah. like oh man is that what i really sound like oh no <laughs> you sounded really good man yeah Everything sounded right. I mean, it sounded different than it did when uh, we were at the brew house. Just because it's closer and warmer in an outside setting. You know how it is. Sound yeah. travels and gets absorbed differently. But I thought it sounded great, man. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. I, I got a little more positive feedback I, than I thought I would get. I, I figured people would just be polite about it because, it, for me, it didn't sound good. That is hard to deal with sometimes when, when people are polite and you, you know they're just being polite. And like, right. really? Come on. You know, just tell me, tell me it was terrible if it was terrible, right. but it wasn't. Well, that's tough. If people haven't seen you before, yeah. I mean, I mean, ninety-five percent of people out there have never even seen me before. So, as far as I know, I'm just somebody those up there, us, up for the first time. You know, trying all this stuff out. And those we, of us that knew you, though, we, we were excited because we're like, this is going to be really good. Like we were telling Steve and Shannon because it was their first time too. Uh, they had never seen you previously. I'm like, what? You're gonna like this guy. Like, well, what's he about? Blah, blah, blah. Just watch what he does. And you, all you said, you sang "Trouble" that opening line, "Trouble," like that. And people, and she was like, "This is good. That's <laughs> all it takes." But uh, well, I'll have to work on that. It's it's on my list. It's always been. It's one of my. Uh, I have a few. I have a large uh, on my computer. A large library, and they're yeah. kind of filed by uh, you know uh, stuff I've got under control. 
stuff that uh, I'm working on, and it's like someday, <laughs> someday I'll get I'll get a hang of this, whatever it is. So you know, when I think of something or I get something in my head, because singing, you know, singing is constant for me, and it always has been. Yeah, and that was my. I mean, tonight I didn't have a lot of light. And so I, no, it was dark. Yeah, so I kept <laughs> I kept going up to earlier verses in the song to to remember my chord progressions, and but I had to replace the words in my head, um, and so I, I I missed a lot of chords. A lot uh, of chords. You know, uh, I just kept I just kept blowing right past and just like, well, I'm never getting that chord. Back. No, that one's done. <laughs> Moving on to the next. Moving on. We're just gonna you know dry strum a little bit. <laughs> Well, I appreciate your time, Morgan. Awesome hearing you tonight. And uh, no, it's cool. I'm a big fan of the podcast, there. so it's it's fun to be on awesome. this end of it. Yeah, it's gonna be cool, man. It'll be awkward to be on the other end while I'm on this end. <laughs> I may have to I may have to skip this part of the podcast. Or just, but or just have like a mirror and just something weird's happening. Next is uh, Dan Walker and Shannon DeLong, and uh, they they also known as Siren and Assassin. And uh, this why are they known as Siren and Assassin? Because she's the vocalist, and he's just a badass guitarist. Oh, That's okay. what's happening there. <laughs> um, she's Siren. He's Assassin. I think so. I okay. mean, that's I would assume that's how it goes. I mean, I, I see. I think of Siren as kind of a a bad sound, but Shannon is not. No, because like I the, mean, you could listen to her forever. Because like the siren, not know? a siren. I would kind of go crazy. Like the Odyssey, the sirens. Okay. You know, I get that. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. What if she's a psycho though? Like she draws you in with her singing, and then she like has it happened? Chops you. Up. I don't know. I mean, I like I don't her. Think it's happened. So she, I think you're safe. Yeah, she seems pretty cool. I think she'd have my back if like if there was a clown that walked into one of the shows. I think she'd have my back. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, I think she'd. I think she'd mess the clown up pretty good. Yeah. And uh, we, all, I think we all would. I, I don't think any of us like clowns. Now that now that I think maybe maybe Seth Unger he might like clowns. No, he doesn't like clowns. Sometimes though, if, uh, maybe Lisa Ramsauer thinks she likes clowns. 
What do you think she's freaked out? I don't know. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, Dan Walker, brilliant guitar player. We've had him on a couple episodes before. Um, and he's, he plays with all kinds of different musicians. Uh, he's, ex- I mean, he's obviously a very gifted individual. Uh, now Shannon, uh, has had a child. So, um, she was missing for a little while and we, you know, we, we really didn't want to do an interview with just one of them and not the other because they really have such great chemistry together. They're really, really fantastic musicians. Oh, you said it. I did say fantastic. And they're also really good entertainers. They're good in talking with the audience. Um, Dan is, is known for um, slinging a bunch of jokes out there in the beginning. Uh, and uh, also, you know, if you friend Daniel Walker on Facebook, um, you may get barraged with jokes um, also. And you just, you have to, you have to, and just, you got to go with it, you know. It's, uh, it's what's happening. Uh, Shan- it's like dad jokes? Oh, they're, they're uh, you know, they're... Uh, what just uh, happened to your voice? Uh, you know. How's Flacco doing? How's Flacco doing? <laughs> yeah, I, he's you no, know, he's he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. He's really funny. He's a good showman. They they interact with the audience. They're very personable, and it it, it depends on the shows you're playing. We've played shows where you know it's kind of a hodgepodge open mic, and there are certain artists that get up there that engage the audience, and immediately uh, you you feel the connection. You feel the profession. The level of professionalism with uh, Dan and Shannon is is up there. They're really good. And they had an opportunity. In this interview, we talk a little bit about them opening for Kansas, which was just about to happen. I think they opened up two or three days after we interviewed them uh, with, you know, the world-famous band Kansas. And um, that's, it was a big opportunity for them, and they just they rocked it out. They did a great job opening for them at the DNR Theater in Aberdeen, and um, I was really, really proud of, of Dan and Shannon for that opportunity. I thought it was really, really great. Um, they're good people. They're good uh, musical community-minded people. Um, they work with the Stone Soup artists in Grace Harbor. Dan and Shannon are a part of that, too, so it's really important. But now they've opened up something new. They've got uh, down at the Ole Underground, they're doing a jam. It's, it's just like, it's like a band jam. You go down there, and it's going to be on the second Sunday of every month. Uh, but check, check in with details with the Ole Underground uh, about when they do this. But basically... Um, it's so cool. So Shannon comes up to you before the show. And she's got like a menu with your name on it. And then she's got like a, a G, a B, and a D. And you circle what you want. Like you circle, do you want a drummer, a bass player, a guitarist to play with you? Do you want all of them? Do you just want one of them? So, I mean, we're, we're still kind of in the infancy of this. But it's really super cool because it feels like a pick on basketball game or something. You're just like, you know, I'm going to... I'm just going to grab this person or that person. I want to work with that drummer this time. And um, I played a little bit uh, this last week there at Hans on bass, Robert on drums, and Dan Walker on guitar. And we were able to play, put some decent sound together, you know. It's it's different because you don't have, um, you don't really rehearse with them. So you're really, literally, it's kind of like doing an improv. It's like musical improv. And I'm a songwriter, so they don't they don't know... Dan and, and Hans knew my songs a little better than Robert did, but, um, you know, you just kind of jump in and kind of roll with it. It's a really cool community experience, and it's neat because you get a lot of different levels of musicianship and a lot of different levels of professionality, and then you get, you're at the, all the underground, so, you know, you've got Tina and Pat serving up pizza and hamburgers and well-priced drinks and everything else, and it's just kind of a party atmosphere, and it's, uh, 
Pretty cool, man. It's like an open mic, but it's an open jam. So we're going to start with just a Dan and Shannon tune, but um, at the end of the podcast, that's when we're going to hear some of this the jam that you guys did. So, yeah. um, so I know that we just whet your appetite for that, talking about it, but, but hold tight. We're going to listen to Dan and Shannon first, just the two of yeah. them. And then we'll take it. We'll take you guys out with some so a little bit of sampling going on from uh, from the last jam we did, and maybe we'll throw uh, um, one of my songs on there, or, or maybe something they did. I mean, we'll 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 figure we'll figure it out. Uh, the other thing is that um, Dan is also working on uh, doing some stuff with the musical community, doing some interviews, and getting some footage on YouTube. He's kind of. T- in a way, it's kind of like an Oli Notebook kind of a situation, but he's taking it uh, to a video form, um, maybe like OPR a little bit, where people are trying to get more exposure to the music, and uh, we got Jim Bowes working with us on that, and um, it, it's it's going to be good, and too. OPR is Olympia Pop Rocks. They yeah. have a, a YouTube channel and also a podcast. That's so right. Check them out. Yes, yeah, so we also need to talk with them again too, and you know. So many more like, interviews to do, but let's yes. listen to Dan and Shannon, and you can tell us more later, okay? Okay. But people are getting bored now; they want to hear Dan and Shannon. We built it up so much. Okay. Okay. Shh. It's gonna be okay. 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 Now I know it's time to say goodbye again.
right, so I'm here at the Robin Hood, and I'm with uh, Shannon DeLong and Daniel Walker and Pierce. Pierce. I'm here with Pierce also, who he's been drinking a little bit, so he, he's a little uh, he's a little crazy right now. Um, but that's all good. We'll work we'll work with Pierce too. Um, so you guys just got done doing a feature set here at the Robin Hood. Um, things are coming up roses in a big way for you guys. You got a lot of stuff going on. Everyone loves you, which is fantastic. That's how you want it to go. Um, when did you guys first get together and start working on music? Uh, five years ago. Well, yeah, five, five yeah. and a half years ago, I guess. So, yeah, we met in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, I was visiting my dad and met Dan sort of through a mutual friend, and then we started doing music together. And, <laughs> and, and then she had to come home. That, and I had three weeks. You came with. No, I didn't. No. Oh my God, you had to wait. We had three weeks together, and then I went home because I was graduating, I think. Yes. Oh, no. No, it was your last... Yeah, I had a ticket home anyway, so I flew home, and we were apart for six months. And then I came back. Can you believe that? Wow. Well, I mean, he's, he's worth coming back. I'd come back for him. Yeah. You know? And I, I prefer females, but you know, I would still I would try to make adjustments for, for the man. Um, so you're, uh, you, you, you guys debuted uh, an original song tonight. Yes. Um, how did that feel, writing something and then performing it for people that love you anyway, but it's still intense because it's, yeah. it's your creation, you know? Yeah, it was great. Like, yeah. I, I love being put in an uncomfortable situation on stage. Yeah. I, I love to be uncomfortable. And even when I play, I'm always trying to be uncomfortable. So I'm doing stuff just to have that feeling. And do, you, do you find it helps your creative process when you're uncomfortable? Like maybe you get through the uncomfortableness and then it settles back down. Yes. It kind of it just puts you in a different place. Yeah. Like if you're not yeah. thinking about anything else, you think because it puts you in the moment. Right. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It puts you in that moment because you're just like. And that's the golden space when yeah. you come down when you settle. Yeah. It's like that dust settling. It's like. If you're comfortable, you're thinking too much, you know? If I'm comfortable with a song, I've done it a thousand times, I don't even think about the song, thinking about something else. I know, that's something that, especially if you write your own stuff, because you do it so often and you lived it. I talked to a songwriter about that, I was like, yeah, I have to relive the same suffering over and over again, and then I forget that I suffered through it, you know? I change lyrics sometimes on purpose, because I'm like, let's just... feel that again, yeah. Let's try to rhyme some weird words and see how it goes. I get that. Well, cover songs you know like we choose cover songs that mean something to us yeah. yeah like I've you know struggled fighting back tears singing through you know the likes of Landslide mm-hmm. or you know just or Adele someone like you yeah, yeah. like at a certain moment any song you know that's that's the beauty of music it just reaches right yeah. inside and <laughs> yeah, the first time uh, we saw you guys we were at the underground in Olympia and you guys did a version of Jolene that was really really good yeah. and I had I had never really, I'd seen people play like, like Dan plays, but not, you know, not like up close and in person. So that's, you know, as a guitar nerd, that's kind of fun for me to watch someone with his talent. But I also sing, so uh, I get to be uh, humbled by your voice and then humbled by his guitar. So it's, it's also a good experience for me because I really get knocked down a few pegs. <laughs> and then I find out what I got to do better to get better at what I do. <laughs> yeah, I think that's and, and that's the biggest thing. Like we we want to inspire, you know, because like yeah. all, all of it is ideas that we've worked on, and yeah. we've um, we've worked it out. 
So all it was is uh, just ideas, we put it together, incorporated stuff, we shelved shelved stuff that didn't work, that we tried. Rehashing and and rehashing and rehashing. And we're always like trying it, like tonight's set for us, it was stuff that we haven't done in a long time, like over a year, maybe a year and a half. Or ever. Or or ever, you know. Uh, So tonight we, we just said, okay, we don't want to play the stuff that everyone's seen us do. Yeah. We just want to play something that nobody's heard that we from haven't us. done, yeah, while we've been here. And you guys feel each other when you're up there. There's, I mean, you, you can feel where Dan's going in the song. Even if you mm-hmm. didn't rehearse it, you, you know where Shannon's coming in or where yeah. she wants to come in. Well, there's I, a lot of communication on stage, yeah. definitely. And, and listening. Like, that's the biggest thing. We're listening to each yeah. other. And we'll, we've got it down pat. Yeah. Like, um, well, the chemistry is great. I mean, it... You know, it's obvious. Like when you're up there, you're you're kind of warming up the crowd and doing your thing. By the way, it was pretty funny. I, I loved the whole introduction of your band, which is great. <laughs> I have an imaginary band called the Hideous Mittens, which people can't always see them. But Pierce knows about that. He wears those all. Oh the time. yes, he does. Pierce is a fan of the Hideous Mittens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it, it's good because you're you're you have two dimensions for sure when you're when you're talking with the audience and doing your thing, and then Shannon gets up and joins you it, it does elevate everything everything yeah. goes to the next and for me like I've already worked that out like if I'm going to play I want to play in the beginning mm-hmm. so that when Shannon comes on it's like another level you know? and it the is next level. the uh, opening for Kansas situation what does yeah. that feel like I mean that's pretty exciting, man. Yeah, it's pretty exciting because like I, dust I, in the wind. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, oh, wayward son. I mean, yeah. it's... I know who Steve Morse is. You know, like we grew up guitarists. Saw the guitarists in New Zealand. Know who Steve Morse is? Yeah, he's like Satriani, and we we followed all of these different guitarists, and yeah, he's the man. He's the man, Steve Vai. You know, yeah. and the chance to meet the guy. You know. I mean, for us, it's kind of like we worked really hard, like for the last five years, pretty much nonstop. Yeah. Aside from we had six months apart, and we had I think three months apart. Um, and children and have been happening too. Yeah, which and just you know, total different element. <laughs> we have an eight-month-old son, so <laughs> it's been quite an adventure. Yeah. But like you know, I feel like we deserve that chance yeah. to be to just get a shot, you know. Yeah. And and even if it means just playing on that huge stage and like I'm through ex- a big rig and that's with the lighting that's and all of that, yeah, the crowd, sure. the atmosphere, yeah. and and for us, it's still um, an exposure gig. But going back to that, um, you know, like people like Will uh, Russell, who's like trying to push. Um, artists that he's trying to incorporate into uh, the Stone Soup's um, agenda, you know, if it wasn't for people like him that was behind the scenes, and Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people amongst it that are working it, like yourself, like us, and everyone's like doing their little bit, we're all the cogs in the wheel, Um, for us to have a shot at one part or one moment of the big time, yeah, is great and that's what we all want to strive for yeah and and all I can say is that for everyone that's picked up a guitar or picked up the microphone whatever just keep going you know have yeah. that dream and just stick to it yeah because that's that's all you got yeah. and if you haven't got that um yeah then 
I guess you've lost the inspiration, but the idea is to try and just keep working on that inspiration all the time. Keep feeling it. Yeah. Keep feeling it. Because, like, everyone loses the inspiration. I lose the inspiration <laughs> to play. And then I'll be like, no, I need yeah. to do something. So I'll learn a song purposely with different techniques. So that. Or just always trying to challenge that, yourself. Yeah. You know, always finding something that's a bit more of a challenge where you don't think you could do it. Like, I never thought I could sing any pink songs. You know, and exactly. then sure enough, like she's singing at that time. You like, if you work hard enough at it, you can do it. Yeah, any of anything. Like I, I feel like it that's doesn't. It never happens straight away. It's not supposed to. Hard work. It's weird if it would. You wouldn't yeah. have. You need the experience backing you. Yeah. You know, as you get there, and then that promotes you and provides essence for you. That's where we get what we got. You know, yeah, the essence of it. <laughs> and like we, we get essence from seeing our peers. Form and it's like wow, they did that really cool thing. So you know, the biggest compliment is that, um, like, I, I see people do stuff and I'll be like, that's pretty cool, and I'll incorporate it into the next act right. just to give me a variety, you know, to give me a, a different persona yeah. or something, a moment, a different like space. Yeah. And, and it's one of those where I'm uncomfortable, but I'm trying it and doing that enough it's it just hones you up it yeah. hones your skills it hones your how, how you connect with uh, the audience no you're right well I appreciate your time guys um, you have a wonderful evening thank you so much and thank you so much it was an awesome performance tonight and uh, we'll be seeing you guys again and catching yeah. up with you and uh, Kick it out of Kansas, man. So before we leave you with uh, the last song, um, which may be a portion of Thought Walker, 
uh, song I wrote, which is appropriate because Dan Walker, Thought Walker, you know, why not? Um, anyway, so... Um, and this, this is from the jam at the Oli yeah, Underground. Yeah, it's from the jam at the Oli Underground that I think people should come out and see. The community should come out and check it out. It's really cool. And so it's you, and it's Dan Walker, and... And Hans, Hans and Robert. Hans on bass, and Robert on drums. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's... And it's just kind of a, a makeshift. I've played a, a, a bit with Hans, so we're kind of comfortable. And actually, Hans knows my music probably better than than most people. And we interviewed him before, too, but yes. don't even ask me what episode. The panting is not Donna. It's the dog, Rusty. It's summer, man. It's hot. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so also I wanted to talk really quick beforehand here. Uh, Acoustic Fest 1.5 is going on. And it's happening on August 27th, and it's going to be at the Elma Grange again. And it's hosted by uh, Clinton Mullins Dogger. He's the one hosting it, and uh, this time we've got a lot of people. Uh, James Honeycutt is going to be the big featured artist at the end. Uh, but we're going to have acoustic performances also from Dogger's side, Scott Lussman, Joel Espital, Lisa Ramsauer. Uh, Clinton's going to do some stuff too. Um, some of his solo stuff. Christopher Johnson, Dr. Love, Ty Wolf, Guilty Smoke, and Arnie is going to open it up. So we've had a lot of those people on, in interviews before in past podcasts. And we did the last Acoustic Fest we covered. That we did. Just about all of that. I think we interviewed every just about everybody. I think we missed maybe one person. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was episode 10. So if you want to relive the first ever Grace Harbor Acoustic Fest. Yeah. Episode um, 10. Episode 10 is the one, but so that's going to be coming up too, and we'll, we'll try to get out there for that also. And I mean, I'll be there, <laughs> but we'll try to also record yeah, some people. I, I thought I heard your name in the lineup. Yeah, that is true. I'm uh, I'm going up uh, right before uh, Scott Lussman. So anyway, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. It's getting, um, you know, if you're getting spread out, because um, I'm working at a, a new job, which is uh, a bunch of, uh, wacky hours and so um that's happening and you enjoy your sleep i mean like you get to sleep sometimes right otherwise you know if you're if you're working and staying out late sleep is just isn't a reality for you yeah that's you know that's true i mean there are drugs that i can find probably but then you and, lose your job so you know yeah see that's that's the thing do drugs lose the job lose the job can't fund the music it's just you can't win, you know? You just can't win. So um, I'm just going to try to not do the drugs and do my job instead and then hopefully continue to work with music as much as I possibly can. That was a pretty good message for kids. <laughs> that was... It was a little wishy-washy. Was it? A little you, you, just, you need to be a little bit more direct. Like I'm going to try not to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Take that, dare. Okay, so that's um, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Um, I I will I will see you all very soon. I hope so. so. Don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do those. Three words, pretty direct. That was good. Three words. I always worry about that when I'm like, hey man, four words, and I say something, and I know there's like eight or nine words in there because it's me. There's no way I'm gonna say it. I only got two words for you. Knock it off, man, and you're really going to be busted up. I mean, it's, that's how it goes. Yeah. Math ain't your friend. No, math ain't my friend. No. Nope. No, it's not good to me. Not like drugs. Seemingly Mickey Mouse is. 
You channel him sometimes. No! Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Definitely, definitely. Just I don't know why that why that happens. It's really kind of awkward and weird. But um, I don't know. It could just be because I'm tired and you know. Yeah. Okay. So let's say goodnight to the people. I don't want to say goodnight to the people. But we want to listen to some Thought Walker. Okay. All right. All right. I love you guys. Everyone, be good, and uh, we'll be in contact soon. All right. Try not to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs>